This episode of Dying Alone Together is brought to you exclusively by Satisfyer. So, JJ, I have something I have to admit to you, admit to everyone, something that I've done recently that um, I only have told one person about so far. Ooh. Okay, that's exciting. And it has to do with the topic of our of our podcast. Okay. And welcome back, everyone, to <laughs> Dying Alone Together. JJ and I are sitting down for a brand new batch of episodes, so expect high energy levels. Woohoo! I signed up for a like a proper dating service. Say more. I spent a lot of money on an gay executive matchmaker. Wow, my God. I didn't know that existed. Neither did I. <laughs> okay. Came across my feed. She is someone, and she, I mean, the whole company, and they specialize in connecting sort of like, um, I never know how to describe this in a way that doesn't make me sound like a dick. Um, connecting. I am a, I am a ambitious business owner and, um, don't have a lot of time. I'm not really, it's people like me who like aren't at the bars, aren't like, we're not, we we don't have time when we're not in, in certain circles. So we don't just like casually meet people. So it's like a way to connect like people. Sure. Okay, like busy people. Right. Um, it's, I mean, it's a high dollar price point. So okay. it it's, like, it's a lot of, it's like the, she's like the, do you know Raya? No. Raya is the Tinder for, like, celebrities. Oh, yes, okay, and, I've like, heard of that. Yeah. that. So it's sort of like, like I have she... entered sort of a gay Raya. Sure. Where, like, the common clientele are things like, CEOs and, and okay. you know. When did you do this? When did you sign up? Uh, I've, I've been discussing with her like for a long time oh. and I wasn't really ready to pull the trigger because it's a lot of money. Sure. And I find, I mean, discuss why I chose to do it. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was sort of at the end of my summer romances okay. that I was like, yeah, I think we have to do this. And so it was about two weeks ago. Okay. We have to do this because... Right. So there were a lot of... The reason this took a long time and is because I feel like, and I talk about this a lot in therapy, most of my, most of my internal struggle is a balance between the concepts of having ambition and self-confidence without being arrogant. Okay. To me, arrogance is like... Of all the deadly sins, mm-hmm. arrogance is the worst one. Gotcha. Yeah. And I tried to like, I was going to make a cunty joke earlier and I kind of uh, like whispered it sort of, but I'm glad it's such an earnest topic and I'm, I'm really intrigued, but. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. I didn't, I didn't, under, I didn't know. Um, yeah. Speak more on it. I'm, so, I'm so I have had to sort of, I would never, I would never have thought of anything like this. And I, I would have like turned my nose up and thought this was gross, like in the past, but I am just finding that mm-hmm. it is difficult to well, one, in terms of finding people who are interested in me, mm-hmm. it is difficult to find someone who is cool 
and supportive of the kind of stuff that I do. Sure. Because I'm very out there. You know, we're out there on this podcast. Hello. But also I'm filming music videos yeah. and I'm it, like, it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not normal. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain, you know, barrier to entry on that side. Yeah. And then from me and, and really why I chose after the summer romances, I met a guy whom we had everything in common. Okay. Hans and he was handsome. He he the sex was great. Um, he was my perfect physical type. He was interested. He was text like he was communicative. It was like uh-huh. full speed rolling ahead to a relationship. It was like wow, yeah, we just fit. And I had completely lost interest. Whoa, just out of nowhere. Yeah, I was just like I just don't want this. And I think the reason that I didn't want it is, so this is now on like the kinds of people that I'm looking for, Mm -hmm. is I need someone who matches me in that arena. I need someone who is also, and he was, you know, a successful guy and, and, you know, like he wasn't like some scrub. Yeah. But I need someone or I want someone like me who's like out there hustling running their own business or or pursuing a creative you know career or I just I need someone I can relate to on that level not okay. someone who's just supportive but someone who's like doing it too and gets it so that like we can like talk about it and like share the frustrations that... sure so it really was like it was just like I need someone who like I can talk to about this stuff because being in the position that I am in, it's not to get all saccharine, but it's very lonely sure. to be the one who coordinates everything and, and gets everything together and then edits and then produces and then pushes his stuff and this and that. Like it's really a one man band. Mm-hmm. And I really think at this point I need someone who like, is doing the same mm-hmm. so we can connect on that level. Mm. And realizing that, it was like, yeah, I need someone who's like running a company or uh, run some charity thing, or it doesn't have to be creative. Right. It doesn't, mean, they just need to be... Yeah, you're not looking for another performer, writer. Not necessarily. I mean, they could be. Sure. They could be. But I just need someone who's sort of also on a very different road. Okay. So you've kind of figured all of that out. You brought all of this information to this person. Right. And um, I also, I, I clocked early, like, it, it sounds like a kind of a um, Raya thing where it could be kind of a, you need to filter out the assholes too, which I'm sure you've talked to her about, like people who are, you know, maybe in the I was, see, this was the thing that of, I was grappling with. Because totally. I was extremely clear about, this is not... I ain't trying to Anna Nicole Smith here. Like, this isn't about money. Mm-hmm. This isn't about, this is about someone. She had a phrase, something, the reason I went to her is I saw a bunch of interviews she did in like gay magazines and stuff about her, what she looks for and this and that. And she said, she said, you know, the people whom I tend to represent mm-hmm. are people whom need to be impressed. And they need to find someone who they are impressed I have a hard time talking about this because it sounds like I'm talking about myself and it's arrogant, but like they're impressive people who need to be as impressed by the person they're with. Sure. And that that is something that's important to them. And it's, it's, they're interested. Yeah. And they're continually interesting. Okay. So that I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, 
yes, that I like, I never put like words to it. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I need someone who like, I'm just deeply like impressed by. And so is it like a, is it like a thing where she has clients and then she's looking at all hers or is it like an agency where, oh, you've got a client who does a thing and I've got a client who. I think it's all within her, but okay. then she also has a network of people that are like out at certain kinds of like events and fundraisers and this and that, just like meeting people to also wow. be. So I'm apparently getting my first match next week. I am so oh, excited to hear really about it. To talk about. Yeah. Because I had, like, and she, she's, we, we had this great, and I liked her. Her energy was good. Like, she was very, she, her and her husband got together through a service. Oh, wow. And that's what inspired her and inspired, she had a lot of gay friends and, like, there was no service like this for them. So she started it. So I found her deeply impressive to, like, start this business. Whoa. And, like, it's something that she really valued in her life and, like, wants to do it for others, which I really liked. Yeah. So. There's a lot of story there. Like, oh. I'm so intrigued. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're gonna see. But I, I, I was like, look, because I, I come, ac- I came across outside of matchmaking. I come across this on Tinder and Grinder and Scruff and Hinge. It's the, I don't want, um, I don't give a shit about social climbing, mm-hmm. about uh, um, status chasing, any of that sort of stuff. I don't care about your airline miles. I don't, I don't care about. You know, that we get into this restaurant. Like, that shit means absolutely nothing to me. In fact, it was the thing that really started, among many things, to start to drive the wedge between me and my ex in our last relationship when I was like, our anniversary, let's go get tacos at that place that we really like. And he was like, surprise, we're going to Per Se. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is not, I yeah. don't like this. Right. This, is, this feels put on. Yeah. So I'm very much anti that, and I was very clear with her about that. Like, this is not, like, I, this is not, I'm not trying to, like, this is not a business transaction for me. Okay. This is finding someone who is, who just, I just find incredibly impressive. Yeah. And, like, like, yeah. There we go. Well, it's good. You made a proactive decision about something that you're interested in. Right. And I'm excited to talk about it after two weeks. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's going to be some terrible... I mean, I'm like, I, there's so much potential for hijinks and, yeah. and insanity and um, also potential for love. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It, it's just, it's the, I've been going, she's like, she's like, she, she said to me she, when we were talking, she was like, you don't have any problems getting dates, right? I'm like, no, I go on dates all the time. Like, that's not the issue. It's that... I walk out of them and it's funny because it's so different because it's like I walk out of these dates and I'm like, they're really nice. Yeah. They're really sexy. This was really fun. Yeah. I had a great time. Uh, <laughs> just, yes. it's just not yeah. doing it. Yeah. And I've... these are people that I would have been in long term. I would be in long term. Like this were five years ago. Any one of these people I would be in a long term relationship. I right recently now. had a very similar, like this is a little, mm-hmm. it's based cool. on what you just said, but like. I have dated men that I have, uh, the ones that broke my heart the most, or I was most like, ugh, and just thinking about all the time, most torn up about were the ones that were not interested in me. Yeah, of course. And then I recently dated a guy who was very much into me, and I also kind of did the same thing where I checked out. And I, I don't know, I had issue with myself for that, and I talked to friends about it, and one person framed it in a different way that made me feel a little bit better about it. I don't really know how, you know, how much truth to put to it. But my friend was just like, you're in your mid twenties. Like you're not trying to settle. I don't think, I think you're interested actually in not having a partner. You're actually interested in hanging out and meeting people. And 
like maybe you just don't want to settle down and that's not what you're interested in. But whenever it's someone who's not giving me attention, that idea of settling down is like this elusive goal kind of thing. Like it is the fantasy that I'm thinking, I think. Right. But it's not whenever, you know, whenever it's easy, (laughs) whenever it's available, it's not something to try to do. I don't know. medium one of the guys from this summer i have a problem i get turned off the more interested you are in me oh yeah 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 same like it's it's it becomes too much it's like and talking about it with my therapist he's like it's because you don't believe it he's like you don't believe you're worthy so they feel like a fraud because they're so into you you can't there's something inside you that's saying well, this guy's full of shit because I'm not that great. Whoa. And he's like, you are, and you should believe that. And and so that's and that's just me. I don't know if that's everybody who feels this way. But he was like, he was like, the reason he he suspected that the reason that that was a turnoff to me was because I didn't believe it myself. Okay. Um but I also wondered with with the reason that like these these great connections were not enticing me to go further or do more was because I didn't, you know, it's like, maybe I just don't want to be, you know, like I'm super yeah. focused on the stuff I'm making. I'm super focused on that moving right now. Like I've just oh, got man. a lot of shit going on and maybe I'm just not. So, but also like I have been in three, five year relationships where we've done the whole thing, the, the going, you know, the, group friend brunches and the group vacations and the and the you date met nights for each of them too like you met family or oh yeah wow. deeply integrated with family um like i have done it yeah. i have done it to death yeah and now i think in order for me to ever do it again it's gotta be it's gotta thank you miley cyrus it's gotta come in like a wrecking ball okay like it's got <laughs> to come in and be like holy shit yeah. This fucking dude. And anything less than that, I've done it. Sure. Yeah. All right. Hey. I don't know. I don't Set know if that's high. good. <laughs> I mean, I'm listening and I'm nodding and I'm like, you know, hey, reach for the stars. And it's, and it's not a matter of like, 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 oh, they're super romantic because I find, I find chivalry stuff to be like, I'm not a girl. Don't do this to me. Right. Um, it feels put on. I no, don't no, like no. It's just got to be a It's person. just like, it's got to be someone who just like Kool-Aid man kicks through the fucking wall and is like, I'm fucking here. And I'm yeah. like, yes, you are. And they're doing their own thing. They got their own aspirations. They're yeah. very much their own person. Yeah. It's super sexy and attractive. Yes. And, but here's, oh my gosh, that just, uh, uh, circling back a little bit, it made me think of a bad habit that I have. I don't think, we can maybe dive into this more later mm-hmm. too, but I am a, I don't like to close doors. I am a never say never kind of person. Mm. And um, whenever I'm, you know, kind of breaking up or like, ending like a flirtation kind of thing i will often feel in earnest and then verbalize oh i'm not interested right now like it's just not what i'm looking for right now and it probably is more honestly i'm not interested in the chemistry i have with that specific person Mm -hmm. and so it's not that i'm not interested in dating or not interested in having sex with this with anybody anymore i just will say that i'm not interested right now right and i 
I've clocked that behavior that, oh, I've said right now a couple times, but I'm about to go hang out with someone else or I'm about to go like I'm interested in something else. And I feel ingenuine that I'm saying I'm not interested when I could be telling them that I don't feel the chemistry. So I had a similar topic written down as something to talk about. So let's okay, let's we'll put, put a, pin, a in pin in that and come back to that for the next episode. Sweet. Now, unlike you, I do love closing, slamming, locking, <laughs> sealing doors. And yeah. I'm about to close the door on this segment and take a quick break. Woo! JJ, have you ever had a sexual encounter with someone who is not physically in the room with you? I mean, is it the 21st century? I, I think it's the 21st century, yeah. though I'm always kind of confused with that about like, okay, it's 2021. Yes, it is the 21st century. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. so it's 21st century. Yes, so of course there are plenty of devices that allow you to give and receive pleasure, mm-hmm. um, sexual wellness devices, in fact, that uh, you can share with a partner uh, even when you're away from each other. What? No way. Is that something you would like to procure for yourself in order to enhance your sexual encounters? I think everyone could gain something from that. Yes. And do you know anybody who sells sexual wellness products that uh, that connect to an app that allow for such adventures? You know what? Now that you mention it, Satisfier can Satisfier. connect you today. Satisfier, who is the exclusive sponsor of this podcast, who we love. Yes. You need to go to their website, www.satisfier.com, S-A-T-I-S-F. Y E R dot com is where you will find all sorts of app enabled products that you can connect through the secure Bluetooth technology, strong bond, strong bond, strong bond. Yes, I, I, I enjoy strong bonds, deep vibes and uh, good times. <laughs> and you can have all of those with these satisfied products uh, by going to satisfier dot com. And I think there is a discount code. Uh, for listeners, do you know what that is, JJ? Could it possibly be DAT30? DAT, dying alone together, DAT30 at checkout for 30% off. There it is. That isn't too shy. 30% off is a good discount. I mean, you're welcome, guys. Yes. And so, ladies, and anyone else? All. Uh, 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 guys, gals, nems, and everything on the spectrum. Ken get a satisfier wellness product that that's they will right. enjoy. That's right. If you're looking for sexual wellness, you know exactly where to go. That's satisfierwithay.com. So I have exciting news for everybody. Um, JJ Bozeman has an app. <laughs> so tell me, you you admitted this to me when you walked in today. And, yes. And so now, of course, this swiping segment is going to be about your app. So about which me. app did you choose and what brought you to that decision? I went to Scruff because I was familiar with it. I, you know, I learned a little bit about all the other ones from from playing with your phone. But I, um, yeah, I know. I don't know. I already knew Scruff. And I, you know what it was? Uh, the global or the search thing where you can change locations. It's probably on all of them. I don't yeah. know. But I was familiar with that. And I wanted to utilize that feature specifically because I went on um, two road trips uh, this summer. And I wanted to go f- tell, ask the boys, like, what should I do tonight? Like, I would go into their city on the app before uh, the day that I was there. Right. And I'd be like, what's fun on a Monday in, in Indianapolis or whatever? And it yielded really good results. It was fun. And now that I'm back in the city, I still have it for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> and how are you finding it? I um, I think I hate it more than love it. Okay. Um, it's fun. I, like, well, I hate what's good about it, too. Like, I'm just spending a lot of time on it, and it's... I don't know. It's another thing to think about and occupy my time. I, that's just like what's annoying about all fun apps is that they are good time wasters. Right. So I think it is time to take a look. I, I'd like to take this segment <laughs> to take a look at your 
how you decided to present yourself oh. on Scruff. I'm so excited. And review your profile. So pull it on up for us. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, do it. Let's do it. I also, before we hit record today, I was like, oh, that's right. We can talk about that. I guess I won't edit anything. <laughs> so this is a oh god, what if it's what if, what if it turns out JJ's terrible? And oh my god, like, it's like it's like mess for mask. Listen, like it's all this terrible shit. You don't know me. <laughs> Hold on, how do you go to your own profile? We're exposing JJ. Here we go. All right, this is all right. So the, so okay, so we're gonna start with the profile text. Okay. Um. So JJ, he's online right now, and he's zero feet away. Um. <laughs> He's 26 years old, multiracial, 5'11", 145. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and some... Okay, so there's a there's a place where you reveal sort of your body hair situation. Yeah. And you put some hair. Yeah. Bitch, where? So, okay, I'm, I'm showing him my chest right now. This is what I'm accounting for with some. And then here's the other thing. I don't uh, prefer, like, trimmed or too manicured pubes. And so downstairs, there's some hair. Right. I know that's not what that question that's is. That's not what that app. question is. And... What you the, again? This is a an audio media medium, so mm. the the visual did not really translate for subscribers. But when no. he picked up and um, showed his his F fourteen chest hairs, his chest hair, it's very similar to sort of like um like Homer Simpson's head. It's Aww. like those three hairs, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? So that that is we we have a loo- we have a loose definition of some you know, hair. Maybe also, it was. Slightly aspirational. Maybe that's what it was. You are getting that. wolves from people in my neighborhood that I recognize. Oh, fuck. I'm this is going to be these fun. Names. I'm gonna, we might go into that. And I'll tell you about them. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am college twink queer guy next door. I agree with all of them. I'm aging out of college. I don't think... I'm not an undergrad age. I'm older than undergrads. But... Mostly. It, it, it's a look thing. It's okay. It's not a... All right. See, I don't understand what's literal and what's, what's chest hair, apparently. I am into queer. Right. So very, very, very like you. Very open. Very, very open to what the universe has for you. Yeah. I'm open to friendship, relationships, random play, NSA, dates, chat. You check all of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pronouns. He, him, cis, non-binary. My sex preference is versatile, disclosing that you are taking prep and you use condoms. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, accepts NSFW content always. Always. So you are fine. So... Typically, in my experience, that is the the only barrier to someone's first message possibly just being a, like 17 whole picks. Okay. So you are just saying, let it, let it rip. Yeah. Let it Let rip. the chips fall where they land. It's great. I'm, you know, hey, if that's how you choose to introduce yourself, I've learned about you in a very <laughs> honest way. I'm okay with it. People have different customs. People have different. <laughs> yeah. What I do, I'm an actor. Exclamation point oh, to really man. to really hammer that home. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> the thing is, I'm going to read that singing. <laughs> I'm an actor. I'm super unemployed. Oh no! But getting a lot of putting my but getting, getting a lot, lot out, of. out of putting my time towards new skills, hmm. playing ukulele and learning to skateboard. I typed this a while ago. <laughs> this makes you sound. <laughs> much more like like we well like you may not have a permanent residence <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that's that right. tracks a little you super unemployed but i'm on my skateboard and who cares right you might sleep in a park that's yeah you know <laughs> well then maybe people who are curious to that can inquire within and find out 
what I'm looking for. Traveling through, just saying hi here and there. Yeah. That's because, I don't know, no pressure on me to, like, talk to people. Jeez. What interests me? I'm curious about most things. Uh I'm a creative, empathetic type. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This, this is, this is... Read me. Gay drifter. Yes. <laughs> hey, accurate. I'm just I'm just drifting through town. Need a couple places to stay. I mean, me I, and my ukulele. <laughs> like I said, I did this for right. a road trip for two road trips. But now that you're stationary, I haven't edited it. You. This is the scruff profile of the unhoused. <laughs> I mean, no shame. <laughs> I have. I do have housing, but um, right. right I, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, well, it's here, open. It's general. It's you know, non-committal. You link not only your social media, but your actor website. Yeah. Yeah. I like attention. Um, um, it's also, I think that's just, just my non-committal attitude towards apps is part of that. Like I made this for a road trip and then I haven't edited it because who cares? And I don't know. That's where I'm at with it. Okay. Pictures. Look so pictures, JJ mostly prefers his right side. Oh, Okay. Um, yeah. Yep. That's your angle. Your right side. There we go. Oh, except that one. Except that one. Uh, which right side is still kind of probably it's in the light. It's I'm trying to future. think too because like sometimes selfie cameras flip it. I don't know. One professional or professional esque photo. Yeah, uh, it's taken on an SLR that my friend just shot, and I thought it was pretty. And the rest of them are, are candid selfies. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, I have a question. Well, oh yeah, good. What do you think? Of, I've done this. The ukulele recently. does make an appearance. It does make an appearance on my profile. Someone was like, I like your guitar. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, what do you think about, I've, some of these pictures, by the way, are pictures that I would send a boy in the spur of a moment. Like, what are you up to? And I'd be like, what's up, cutie? And they're like, smile and send a photo. Like, I'm at the beach. How's your day going? La, la, la. Like, those kind of things. Uh-huh. And now, like, those are like cute little earnest moments. And I feel a funny guilt that I am now using it to talk to other boys. Does that make sense? No. My new, like, uh, I mean, it makes sense, but it's not an issue. Yeah. Yeah, it, I agree. It's a non issue. It shouldn't make me feel any type of way, but yeah. that picture used to be for a specific boy, and now it's for everyone. <laughs> like me. <laughs> Have you ever repurposed, like, a sexy photo where it's like, I took this for a boyfriend or like, oh, yes. someone I was dating, and that's like, you know what? I look good in it. I'm going to use it for hookups as well. Oh, my God. I mean, I like sexting live. Like, yes. I have a couple partners that I, you know, it's not just like, oh, send the pics and then, like, make plans to meet up. It's like, oh, no, no. I'm at home and I don't feel like leaving my bed, but right. we can totally, like, arouse each other this way. Right. And then I'll use those photos if they're good. Hell yeah. Of course. Of course. Pictures are fungible. Mm-hmm. Um, though we did talk about that app about watermarking your news, which could be. Yeah. yeah. We need to develop that still. So I went into your woofs because you're in a new neighborhood, JJ. Okay. And you have just been woofed by a dude that I have slept with multiple times mm. and mostly pre-pandemic because he lost his goddamn mind during the pandemic and I uh not in an anti-vax way but like he was having a real end of days sure issue I feel and it. I I I didn't want to deal with him anymore. Um he is sexy. He is also um He's done things where it's like, yes, we're going to meet at my place at three. And then I go to his place and then I'm sitting outside his place. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm still not home yet. And then it's been like two hours. Mm. So he's done that before. Um, He's one of these. I don't know if you experienced these on the apps yet, but he's one of these who's like super, 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 super ego, wants to eager, wants to talk all the time, wants to send a million messages, wants to constantly looking, constantly looking, pictures, pictures, let's do this. And then like 
we'll see if it actually happens. Yeah, it's like you pull the trigger too early, and it's just like... He's very excited. shooting blanks afterwards. Right. So the reason I recognize this is because I've had to block him because he just messages all the time and then with no follow-through, and I finally was just like, dude, you can't get your shit together. I'm not yeah. doing this. Yeah. And he wouldn't leave me alone, so I just blocked him. Sure. But that's who is... You're, you're in my neighborhood, and mm-hmm. this dude I've just seen about... You've seen him walking around? Yes. Oh, cool. He's cute. Sometimes. Oh. In some pictures, he is cute. Hmm. So, all right. So we've gone through the pictures. We've gone through the profile. Oh, look, there's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, okay, so I'm going through your grid. Oh, wait. So this dude lives in my building. He's super hot, but also flaky. Like, he, like... it's Again, there's so many people, especially in my neighborhood, who just, like, talk, 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 talk. You're, yeah. like... 300 feet away, but I can't actually get you to physically meet. It's basically like a gay New Yorker stereotype at this point. Right. So I recognize that dude. There's the dude who uh, forced himself on me. Oh, gross. I'm going to have a word with this person. Right. But. Wow. He's incredible looking. I don't care. And. Oh. Yeah, he's the dude. We talked about it on the on the podcast. We might have like, I forget if we did this, but I want to make the sure that it's. surprise boyfriend. Right, right. 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 Like, I want to make sure that it's, it's, um. On recording for sure. Maybe I already said this, but unconventionally unattractive. There's unconventionally attractive and there's also unconventionally unattractive. Unpack this for me. It's whenever someone looks hot and then everything that they do just brings down how sexually your sexual appetite for them in any kind of way. And so physically, sure, you're conventionally attractive, but you're unconventionally unattractive because it doesn't matter. And I think you're ugly. That happens for me a lot because Mm -hmm. it's I cannot I cannot. Um. It doesn't matter how hot you are. Like if you're an, no. if you're a dick, if you're an asshole, if you're if you behave strangely, like mm-hmm. I just I I can't get over that. But it also for me it applies to like mine even applies to just like people that aren't interested in me. Mm-hmm. I don't pine for someone who's not. If you're not interested in me, but you're super hot, but you've made it clear you're not interested in me, it's off. Okay. Turn it off. Sure. I just I don't even look at you that way. I don't even think about it because you're not a possibility. Yeah, yeah. That's like it's like a clean cut sometimes. No. Also, why I don't find straight people like I don't pine after a straight person or like have straight celebrity crushes. It's like they're sure. not interested in me. Like I, why I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll entertain the fantasy for like a minute and then right. be over it. Right. No, that's very much. Un- I like that unconventionally unattractive. Unattractive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, People usually ruin it by opening their mouths. Um, That's true. So we have a little more time. I uh, is there? So who on this screen? Mm-hmm. Um, who on this screen would you would be your? You're in this neighborhood, right? You're like, oh, who would be the? And obviously me, but like other than me, <laughs> who would be the first person you would you would be like, oh, I want to reach out to this person. Um, I think it's. I feel basic, but. There's a couple hot shirtless bodies, and only one has a face. So I would go with the face. So and this hot is the body. dude who lives in my apartment who can't get it together. Um, oh, word! I didn't realize I didn't see his first right. photo. So, so you've, he you've mentioned is that is a Brazilian flag. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Brazil. They like yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in an open relationship. That's new. So uh, maybe that's why we couldn't get it together. Mm-hmm. Um, that n- didn't used to say that. He is six foot. Uh, he is, I mean, he is a super hot muscular body. Like, he is very For some reason, I thought fit. he was shor- shorter looking at a photo. 
I realize I am pretty bad at looking at people in photos and knowing how tall they are. You got to look for doorknobs. Well, that's, yes, that's yeah. the thing. I just, so I, this is tangential. I was just in um, Fire Island and I went to the jockstrap party and I saw one of my favorite porn Twitter people. And Teen Tiny. I thought he was like six one from his photos and the man is maybe five six. And I was like, <laughs> oh, hello. And it, it's not a problem. Still a very sexy person. Still right. tried to shoot my shot and did not work. But um, anyway, it, I am pretty bad at, <laughs> I don't know how tall people are. Uh, this guy, this guy also, he just has an extremely general profile. There's nothing. It's just, he accepts NSW content, his pronouns, what he's open to. Right. And it's a like, practical exchange. It's just right. a but there's no, there's absolutely no personality in this whatsoever yeah that's true but he's like when we were looking at the grid that was like right. the one picture i would have clicked on i would have like browsed a little and i don't know um for you i would pick this oh gentleman. my god me too sorry i was looking at him as well Ooh. so this guy is like fucking he-man yeah like he's, he's a muscle bottom too that gets really muscle fun. bottom uh beautiful eyes yeah beautiful blue eyes mustache this is like we can woof him. Yes. <laughs> this is like an even more fit, handsome, like in the Chris Pratt universe of guys. Is he in your neighborhood? Is he like yeah. a... Okay, you've seen him before and he's around? Yes, he is around. He's 5'8". Mm-hmm. He's my age. Uh, kinky, bareback, power bottom. I love it. I love it. Hold on, wait. I love this. Yeah. When you put your like hashtags or your, your communities or whatever, and it's a whole list of like sexual things and then like... And Black Lives Matter. Right. Like... Thank you. I get it. Mm -hmm. But it's also a little like, I didn't, I don't know if the Black Lives Matter movement wants to be listed next to Power Bottom. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not to shit on something that's a good Hey guys, I'm a, (laughs) could you imagine the personal life? Hey guys, I'm a Black Lives Matter Power Bottom. (laughs) I mean, like, better than not, I guess. Right. So, also into fisting. Wow. I've Uh, never done, that's a, I've never done that. Right, like there's Power Bottom mentioned in his profile multiple times. Yeah, uh, a lot of pig and fist and eggplant emojis. He's into butt. Stuff. He's into athletic sex, but no capital T's. Four twenty is cool, though. which of course, for those of you who are, if a capital T in a hookup profile that is misplaced mm-hmm. is a signal to someone that you enjoy uh, crystal meth right. while you have sex. Um, what interests me, the P word. So I think he likes his ass to be referred to as a pussy. That's okay. You had to dig for that a little bit, right? Because I was confused. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Well, the from, from the con from the context clues, gotcha. where everything in this profile is filmy faggot. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the title of this. Uh, he's into barbells, butts, dicks, donuts, dogs. Aviation. Aviation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's got a running this joke. This is the funniest profile I, I've I ever like seen. I like it. I'm going to whoop him. All right. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's, I, I won't say it, but his social media, he's a porn star. He has to be a porn star. Oh, for sure. With a name like that. Let's check out his, his social media. Maybe. I'm not getting. He's a socially conscious himbo. See, but there's no like fans page in the, in the in the top in the intro so maybe not every not, not. single photo is him like Working it's a out. video of him lifting yeah so it's like a fitness gram right so he's a muscle pig hot you know as long as there's also personality well <laughs> highly doubt it okay from well, the contents of the instagram no, he's and into the aviation. contents of 
<laughs> you, you have hope. I'm gonna. I'm still pining for this. I, I think I have hope. Uh, this man is fueled by cum and cum alone. As long as he can tell me what plane's flying overhead while we're fucking, it'll be great. He's like, oh yeah, I can oh, hear that engine. <laughs> <laughs> Another fist, please. <laughs> I'm down, goddammit. Listen, to be clear, we're not sex-shaming this person. No. I, I take great, I mean, this person is impressive with how just, just... There is this man has no shame in the game, and he shouldn't because he's so fucking yeah. attractive. No, and also he could be way more interesting than what we're um, <laughs> we're projecting. I'm also joking. Like I, I feel like most people. Here's another thing about me. Do you want a power bottom to like fly your plane? <laughs> <laughs> like I trust their thoroughness. Oh, as an as your pilot, right, I was right. trying to think of an innuendo. I'm like, fly my plane, ride my dick. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. A power bottom as a pilot, right? I Only power I, bottom. I want to. I want to ride power bottom airways. <laughs> I trust it. I trust it. I trust that he's also got a butt plug and he's okay with turbulence. <laughs> I mean, that would be the only red flag or the only like, oh, I don't know about this. Right. He's flying into the turbulence. He wants to find clouds and just roll around in them. And <laughs> he wants to do a roll with the plane with a butt plug in. And, you know. I have no segue to get us out of this. <laughs> so, Fly us out of here, Jack. So, <laughs> so um, um, we're going to stop uh, for the purposes of this segment uh, uh, exploring JJ Scruff. We will be back to do some some messaging and to check some of his messages. Uh, but for now, we're going to take a quick break in which I'm going to uh, insert a butt plug to impress our next, next guest. Woo! I've got brand new toys. So I went down to my package room the other day, and it turns out that uh, Satisfyer sent me a brand new box of, I mean, multiple new toys. It's part of their um, uh, uh, anal extension, which is a, a, a some coursework that I attempted to take at the new school, uh, and they blocked my email. Um, anal August? I don't know. I don't know when you're going to be hearing these ads, but I'm recording it in August. To me, every... Every month of the year is anal. Anyway, I should promote these products. So the one I want to talk about today is the Twirling Joy. Um, it is described as a tip vibrator. And the best way I can describe it is it kind of looks like a, like an E.T. finger. You know? I'll be in here is what I tried to make my Dom say when he used it on me and he refused. Um, it's it. Basically, I used it to sort of um, stimulate sort of the outside area and then just inside before uh, we got down to business. And it was really hot. It was actually really hot to have someone else use it on me. Um, and and I know that by comparison because I started using it and then I handed it off to him. And it was much better when he was in control of it. But those are issues between me and my therapist. Um, so get yourself um, – you can get yourself a Twirling Joy today with 30% off by using discount code DAT30 at checkout. That's Dying Alone Together 30, D-A-T, at checkout, satisfier.com, S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R.com. And um, if you do get the Twirling Joy and uh, Twirling Enjoy It, uh, please uh, reach out to us on our Instagram at at Dying Alone Podcast and let me know how much it made you want to phone home. 
Welcome back, everyone. For our guest segment today, we have a gay singer-songwriter. He is a chart-topping pop rocker out of Orlando, Florida, who has recently released a new video for his song, Beautiful Eyes. He's also released a new high-energy pop rockin' song titled Pretty in Pink. He produces his own variety show. He certainly shows no sign of slowing down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dying Alone Together, Billy Mick. Hi, how are you? Doing so good. How are you doing today? Um, I'm great. And it is so great to like finally actually, actually meet you. We've right. interacted so much um, over the last year or so. It's, so. it's really nice to to meet you. It's it's funny. Like we were talking about it in the pre-roll before, like during the pandemic, it was, you know, a lot of Instagram, a lot of virtual shows. And just by using the same hashtags and tagging things, you know, that's how Billy and I found each other because we're both musicians and we, we just found each other through, you know, just showing up in each other's feeds and yeah. started talking and connecting. And it's so it's cool. There's been so many people this last year, and it happens all the time. Like a, Kenny from Q Review will post something. I'm like, how have I never heard this person? This is great. This is amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's globalization. It's like a good way, though. It's actually like bringing people together for common interests and stuff. And speaking of great and amazing, your the production on your tracks is phenomenal. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> they sound, I mean, they are, they are radio ready, super professional. Like they are very clean. Um, do you do, do you do that yourself? Do you send out for it? I, um, I do all of my music myself in GarageBand or well, I use Logic now. Um, my first album was all in GarageBand, but now I use Logic, but I go through, um, I have Soundseer productions here um dan reynolds is the owner and operator and he is just phenomenal he's great and he's really um he's one of those like harmony nerds so he'll you know i'll go and i'll like sing through something and he's like okay now sing it like this and i try to wrap my head around what he's saying um but it all comes out great like he he just does such a fantastic job that's great. Yeah, I, I also do all my own mixing in in Logic. And I, I really spent most of the pandemic, like, because there was nothing else I could really do. I was just mixing, mixing, recording, mixing, mixing, just to keep practicing. But uh, no, that's great to know. I mean, it's, it's you could charge for, to, to if you want to do as a side business, to mix other people's stuff. Your, your mixes are great. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, we're going to play a game... I think JJ and I played it when we were tired of swiping once, just between ourselves. I don't think we've ever done this with a guest before. Um, this is a game that I'm I fully credit to stealing from another podcast that I like, and it's called Best Worst. We pick a subject and we tell um, our best of that subject and our worst of that subject. And uh, for our since we're doing it for our guest segment, we let the guests choose. So Billy, what are we doing today? Performance, best and worst best. performance. And worst performance. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Would you like to kick us off with either best or worst? Um, strangely, it's actually all the same performance. Um, so Ooh. my very first show, I was doing my very first one man show with like my music. And I I had it all planned out. I was going to have jackets on stage. And I was going to change a jacket for every song. And I was going to tell stories in between. And two days before, I literally lost my voice. And that never happens. Never, oh. ever, ever happens. I could not sit. I couldn't even speak. I spent two days with my head over a pot of boiling water. My soul, my show was sold out. <laughs> I got there. The show was fantastic. But the greatest thing about it was the fact that it was my first performance. But now I have figured out how to sing around my stuff when I'm not in full voice. 
So if yeah. I'm if I'm having a really off voice day, I now know how to sing all these notes that I should have never written for myself in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I will wait until I get to mine, but I I have similar themes in that. Uh, oh my gosh! So we we did as part of so dying alone together did a live version at uh, the Hot Festival at Dixon Place uh, this past August, and also my, uh, the company I. I my production company put on a music event and one of our musicians also got laryngitis right before he basically ha- I mean he there was nothing there was nothing coming out of his mouth so he had to use his like vocal stems to make like to put his leads in the backing track and he just lip synced the whole thing yeah wow but we put a message on the board like explaining like why this was happening <laughs> because it was very clear <laughs> This wasn't some uh, Britney Janet stuff where you can't like, is she singing? Is she? I can't. T-. No, no. It was just very clear. Yeah, that's that. I mean, kudos to to not letting it to, to not letting it, you know, break you down. Because it's not just like the it's not just like the physical, you know, setback. It's just like an emotional setback, too, because you put so much energy and emotional like investment in a project. And then it's also knowing that other people are looking forward to something like it's. It's kudos. Yeah. Kudos to showing up and getting it done. But because that's just so, oh my God, it's so emotionally disappointing to not be able to perform. I have to say in high school, I took vocal tech and as much as I hated it when I was doing it, I'm very glad I did it because it does help me in situations like that. (laughs) Right. Perfect. So I'll go with my worst and then JJ can do your worst and then we'll do best and best. Um, So my worst performance this was right when I first started doing my own sort of independent pop-like music. And I wrote my first album, and I was trying to find abilities to perform, which I don't know how it is down in Florida, but here in New York, as an independent LGBTQ non-drag artist who performs original work, it's it's nearly impossible to find anybody who will let you go up on stage. So I I, I found this thing on... I think it was on Backstage, and they were like, it was called Cranky Cabaret, and it was meant to, the theme of it was um, everybody sings two songs, and it should involve some level of, like, angst, and that could be anger, it could be sexual, it could be, but it just has to be, like, you just got to turn up the emotions. And it was meant to sort of, you, you, you were supposed to like involve the audience. It was about to be like a little more cabaret kind of stuff. So I reached out to them and I was like, look, I assume you get a lot of musical theater people. That's mostly, and like they recorded it. It was meant for people like to get themselves recorded. And I was like, you know, and it was a bringer show too. You had to like bring people. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just starting out. That's fine. I was like, now my stuff is to a backing track. Right. Like it's not like I, I don't have an accompanist. It's like we would play the backing track. Is that going to be weird? And he was like, oh, no, no, we've had that before. It works really great. Like, you know, it's a, you know, yeah, we got people with the with the pianist, but then we've got people this and it's like it's all pianist. I know. Sorry. Child, I made a face. <laughs> you child. Uh, anyway. You know, like it'll be fine. We get a whole mix. I'm like, great. So we have a rehearsal. It's at this, and it, the whole thing is kind of the the operation is precarious. It's handmade. It's very handmade. It's a lot of cash and envelopes. It's a lot of, it's weird, and constantly hounding you like, how many people are you bringing? How what, uh, how many ticket sales did you do? And it's like I feel like I'm back in high school, like selling chocolates door to door. It's like I don't like this. Yeah. So, but anyway, go to his house for rehearsal, 
and I do it and I sing and, and they, they, they want to be directors too. So they're like, they're like, well, I really think during this part of the song, you should do this and this part of the song, you should do this. And I'm just like, I'm not. And their big thing was like, I was just, because it's a small, it's a small event. It's small. So it was like, I was just sitting there. I was, you know, connecting with the audience, but I was pretty much just stationary. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, I mean, these songs are very like dancey. Like, are there like, do you, in the view videos and like whatever, do you like dance in performances? Do you dance? I was like, well, yeah, but I usually have a team of like six dancers. Like, it's like a big number. And they're like, you should just do it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think you can do that kind of stuff solo. Like, I don't think it just it. Like I could do it, but I just don't think it looks right being one person doing in a performance. Maybe in a music video it could work, but as a live thing, I think it feels weird. And they're like, well, just try it for us. So I did it, and they were like, this is so great. you got to do this. This is so great. And they're like amping me up, amping me up. So we – and I see the other people rehearsing because you each get individual rehearsal times. And some of the pe- and most of the people are literally like singing, you know, Sondheim and Andrew Lloyd Webber and yada, yada. So we gets to the performance and my first song comes on. So I'm the only one with the backing track. So the backing track starts, which they had no equipment for. I had to bring myself. I had to set up. I had to hit play myself. Like I had to do it all. So I do it. The second the first note starts and people are aware that this is a backing track song, the entire audience laughs. So I'm like, Fuck. We are just starting, and I have already lost everyone because they because it because they don't expect it. They laughed because it was uncomfortable because it was so fucking out of place based on the rest of the evening. Okay, <laughs> oh god. So I'm like, here we go, and I start. I have to gloss over my eyes because the people people in the audience are literally cringing. Oh. They are looking away. They cannot stand what is happening because they are so deeply embarrassed for me and uncomfortable. And I'm out there dancing on my own singing, it ends, not a single clap. I just turn off the thing and walk off stage. And so, and so that I was dating someone at the time and he wasn't there and I, I called him and he was like, how'd it go? And I'm like, oh, horrible. But to a point you made, I am so thankful to have that experience. Oh, yeah. Because yes. I ate shit up there <laughs> for five minutes, sang the entire thing straight through, didn't let it stop me, did it. Yeah. Did an ice, like, my performance was good. Mm-hmm. The problem was it was just not for this. This was not the showcase for what I did. Mm. And it made failing on stage a survivable event. There you go. And it really killed a lot of fear. Like when I walk up and do stuff at, you know, small bars here or this and that. And I'm like, I don't know if the song is going to like me. And you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to do the best that I can do. And I don't have any control of whether people like me or not. So yeah. I there give that to the universe. Absolutely. All right. What's Work. your worst? Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's good for you. Absolutely. Like everyone needs to bomb at least once and continue going to right. really learn something like that, though. That's, that's, I don't know. It's the other thing. This was also not gay. Right, and my songs are all gay, super so gay. There's like, like literally the uh, the fate, the the look on these people's faces was, who brought this faggot? Like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm I'm getting secondhand like anxiety thinking about it, but um, I'm I'm sure you're stronger for it. <laughs> okay, uh, so my worst, I have like a couple in mind, but um, I guess one that really stuck out is just okay. I learned that um, caffeine I'm sensitive to, and it changes my personality. 
uh, like if I have a cup of coffee, then I'm just, I'm already like a chatty person, but I just get way more, I just more extra. Everything gets bumped up and like just hyperactive. And I, um, I had a, I think I slept for four hours one night, got up and actually worked with Jack. We did a music video. It was like a music video morning kind of day. And then I remember I, I, Gave myself so much to do this week, and there is a reason for that too. But I wanted to borrow lights for a shoot. I remember this. So I borrowed like lights. It was pretty heavy. I don't know, like fifty pounds of lights that I was like lugging to my next location. I didn't even go home. I went to uh, to record ADR for a uh, sketch that I did. However, I will say that the end product is good, and I'm very um, happy with how it turned out. However, that day. I was tired from not sleeping enough, from working behind the scenes on a music video and from lugging around lights. So I went into a bodega and I got a canned cold brew or like a nitro brew, something like that. And the ADR that I had to do, uh, if you don't know, that's like whenever you go back and you record audio uh, for a video that they put in uh, in post. And I had to do a monologue for... uh, it also, I'll just give them a shout out. Means of Productions is this sketch group that I uh, participate with, and they let me tag along and contribute, and they're I'm wonderful, super funny. I uh, had a monologue for a piece called Anxiety, so the the material was about having anxious thoughts. I was on low sleep, had just worked, chugged cold brew, got into a tiny room to record audio, and um, <laughs> my personality was just a completely, I don't know who I was. I just had an out-of-body thing where I was trying to do the, 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 all of the stressed out stuff, and I was kind of like sweating, and then I was talking to the director, like, oh my god, was it good? I can do like 150 times like crazier than this, or I could like tone it down. Am I too crazy right now? I don't know. Is it like, I don't know what the comedy is. Is the joke like this, or is it this? And I just was like, I remember just talking a hundred miles an hour, asking like six questions without getting an answer. And my, the director was just like, yo, (laughs) how are you today? I'm like, I (laughs) I was just out of my mind. And we somehow recorded the monologue and got it done in like half an hour. And then I left and I was absolutely certain that they just were like, in my head, I had this story going of like, wow, I don't know what's wrong with JJ. Get him out of here. (laughs) Just like, okay, we got the monologue. We heard it. Go leave. Like, please leave this place. (laughs) I was convinced that I was a monster. And okay, this is where it gets, it hits a somber note a little bit. I went home. And my heart is still racing. I put on TV, which I think I was watching Six Feet Under. I was trying to watch it from the beginning, which I still have not successfully done, watched it from beginning to end. And it was um, an episode that stressed me out even more because my brother had gotten his deployment date for Afghanistan and he'd never, I've never experienced a family member doing a deployment and everyone else was cool about it. So I decided to be cool and not go home and hang out with them, even though it freaked me the fuck out. And then I was watching Six Feet Under and of course it was a soldier episode and my heart's still racing. And I text my girlfriend, uh, a girlfriend, yeah, pal, and was like, hey, are you busy right now? She says, uh, what's up? Uh, no, I'm not busy. I'm like, I think... I'm having a panic attack. And immediately her f- name and face just pops up on the phone because she calls me. Yeah. And she's like, hey, how are you? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I just like fully had like this unleashing of emotions. But yeah, I don't know. That circles back to probably one of my worst performances because I was out of my fucking mind. <laughs> it was like, yeah, the culmination of everything though made me out of my mind. It was just a perfect storm. Like I probably... I gave myself a shit ton to do that week because I didn't want to think about the stuff that was scaring me. And I don't know. There's a lot. Billy, have you ever have you ever had to do or accidentally done like a performance either like drunk or under the influence? Like, have you have you had that experience? Um, I, I cannot sing when I, I drink. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so I do not. Yeah, I cannot sing when I drink. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah. I, I, I can't do that. There you go. Yeah, I know now, like, 
uh, I don't know. I would experiment with like doing a drunk Shakespeare kind of thing where it's part of the gag or, and I've also like gotten drunk with friends like, and then done monologues because I'm an acting nerd, but, and I've, I've connected while drinking wine to like emotional monologues before, but I don't think I would do it, not in a professional uh, uh, setting ever, but yeah, I don't know. So I'm conscious of the fact that, that we now have two more stories to do and, and you're wrapped up in one. So rather than JJ and I doing our, our best, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your variety show? Yeah. Um, I am super excited. I am a variety show kid from way back. Um, like if anyone, if anyone ever asked me the, where, where do you see yourself in five years? The, my answer was always having my own variety show. Um, it's fun. I love it. I love being able to bring on new people to house that have never been there before, but also be able to collaborate with people. The other day, um, being a track act, you're going to appreciate this. The other day I had a guitarist on there. He's a singer songwriter that I'm obsessed with. He's like a folk singer songwriter. And, um, Another gal that uh, works here in town, uh, she plays the violin. So they came up on stage and we did an acoustic set to one of my songs. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Um, you know, I'm bringing in like um, flyers. We have aerial, aerial acts and stuff like that. Um, it's fun. I get to still showcase my music. You know, I have, um, I do, I have like three segments in there where I sing my song. Um, the first two shows, I had one of the flyers flying to one of my songs, and then I come out at the end and sing. Um, and it's great because with a variety show, since I have other people on stage, I can change my whole outfit from top to bottom. Yeah. Every time I come out. You do have very impressive jackets. Mm-hmm. I have noticed that on Instagram. Thank you. It's kind of my shtick. Um, yeah, everywhere, like we, where I work at house, there's, we also have a lot of burlesque troops in Orlando. So there, we have a lot of burlesque and the joke is I'm actually the one that puts clothes on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to well, see my jackets. Right. <laughs> well, if you want to hear more from Billy, Billy is releasing his first ever duet titled, We Just Came to Dance, performed with the talented Brandon Kills. The song is actually on all platforms right now. His next variety show, um... Well, he, he had a variety show on October 6th. He continues to do variety shows at House on Church in downtown Orlando. Uh, he has performed recently to celebrate Orlando's Pride Week. Uh, make sure you head to billymick.com, billymick.com for all his latest music videos and performances. Billy, where can people find you um, on social media? Oh, social media. Everything is Billy Mick Music. Great. Billy Mick Music. We will put the uh, we will put it in the notes and thank you for joining us and we'll be right back after this break to leave you with love and light or pick a fight. Woo! So this is our first love and light of our new uh, podcast day uh, batch recording. JJ, where are we going? So I am going to shed some love and light um, and. It's appropriate for especially the title of our podcast, Dying Alone Together. I'm going to shed love and light on um, alone time because I had more of it recently and I realized how much of it I was missing. All right. Yeah. I uh, went to Fire Island. It was a new house. I usually go with a core group of friends that I have um, because it's just a reliably good time. Like I know, you know, the sensibilities are fine and we all have a good time. But I went with a new group of friends and I actually only knew one person in the group and there was a bunch of new people to get to meet. And um, 
I mean, everyone was super lovely and it was great to socialize, but also it was like a chill group. It wasn't super, you know, it didn't demand that we're always like loud or partying or music's turned up the whole time. Like there was like, I got, I read a novel and I went to the beach alone a couple of times and just like, that was just kind of the vibe of the house. Like it was totally normal to just, you know, listen at dinner and just be chill. But I got a lot of alone time done in, in a week actually. And I I don't know. I came back to the city from Fire Island feeling a new charge, like a kind of refreshing, oh, I know my own voice in my head now. Like I like huh. because oh, this is something that I think New York I've observed before in the six years that I've been here, is that you can get so caught up in like having a job, having your grind, having friends, having a dating life, whatever, you're just constantly stimulated and you forget what your own voice sounds like in your head. Like you don't have your own thoughts because you're constantly just reacting to what's going on around you, if you know what I mean. But to like sit still and really like be still for long enough that a, like a new individual thought comes to you from yourself. It's been a long time since I think I've had that. And I found it again this past week. I, I'm very happy for you that that this is something that I don't relate with you on because I feel like. Like that's most of my yeah. existence. That's very curious. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And we've I think we've talked about before. You know that some people like don't do that. Like don't have that at all. Like have no internal monologue. Oh right, right, right. All of their thoughts are like, like colors and <laughs> no. But I'm serious. Images, it's like, it's right? Images yeah, they, or colors or yeah, yeah. You don't talk to yourself like a right. narrator does on a TV show. I, that's where like I think there's a comment online like, isn't it funny how TV shows have a narrator like that or whatever? Like, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it be cool yeah. if that was real. And someone's like, that is it real. Is I think I talk to myself in my head like a narrator. Right. Anyway, anyway yeah. But that's. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad you've had that. I'm glad. It's 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 a um it's a mindfulness thing. It it's, is, and I yeah. think it's just easy to lose track of of doing that and how it actually is so beneficial. Whenever right. you're just constantly go 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 go. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna pick a fight mm-hmm. with something that I gave love and light to previously. Oh, all because right. Because things have changed. Turn of heart. I have to pick a fight with Dixon Place. <gasps> oh no. So let me preamble this. Let me preface this. Okay. The experience was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It had some great shows. Um, was very happy that they had us. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a mistake in in doing something that I told myself I was not going to do anymore, which was, well, two mistakes. One, having expectations, and two, seeking external validation. Mm. So the reason we got involved with Dixon Place is I had a show, I was supposed to have a show there before the pandemic. The pandemic, you know, killed it and then i reached out after the pandemic and the woman who organized it was like oh you know we're doing this you know big festival but we're having trouble putting it on we don't have anybody to curate acts and i like volunteered to do that i spent most of my summer curating people chasing down musicians getting people booked getting you know we did the dying alone together we did the music show we did two live readings i coordinated um a comedy festival to come in and do some stuff like i was and i worked most of my vacation she got me on the phone constantly like i was i was you know Run around doing this for free. And she said at the beginning, like, you know, we usually pay people a curation fee. And I'm like, you know what? Let's not worry about that now. Like, like I, I, that's not why I'm doing this. Like, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I was making money as a performer. Like, we got paid, you know, for it. Right. But I was like, we, let's talk about that after. Like, yeah. I, I don't need to. Like, we're, we're, we're trying to get marketing materials together. So I'm not super pressed about that. And in my head, it was... The reason that I'm doing this, because she was in, like, she needed help because they didn't have any staff. She got in a car accident. Like, oh, wow. I felt for her. And and I saw it as an opportunity, like, okay, well, I'll be a good citizen. I'll chip in and I'll help. And that'll start, like, a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll build a relationship with Dixon Place. 
And that was the mistake. Because so at the end of it, you know, we didn't get money and we didn't get like the money. I didn't hear anything about paychecks and I didn't hear anything about the footage that they took. So I like reached out after a week and I was like, hey, just checking in. And the emails started getting like, well, we're just really busy with grant writing right now. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. But like you have to pay me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, but like you can't. No. This is not an, like, yes and. Right. Like you can't right. not pay me because you're busy grant writing. So the money eventually came through and that was fine. I was worried about that for a couple of days. And so the money came through. Okay. And then I reached, I waited a bit, got the footage, waited a bit. And I reached out. I was like, hey, so we had talked before about a curation fee. You know, I um, just wanted to, you know, I, you know, as I said before, I'm not really in this for the money, but I would really love to, oh, I'm skipping a part of the story, but um, I would really love to like, you know, submit some of my work for like one of your other festivals or submit like they, they, they commission works and this and that. And she wrote back this email that was like, um, thanks so much for your energy this year at Hot Festival. I don't think your work is a good fit for us. And um, I find it curious that you would want a curation fee for curating your own work, but if it'll make you happy, here's 300 bucks. Literally, go fuck yourself. Your own work, as if the as like, if it wasn't show wasn't a platform for other people, or which it was, but also like, like it still was a lot of work to yeah. put all that together. Yeah, like to f- I was doing lighting cues, like like I, it just just the the oh we got it's just the oh no no wait I'm sorry we got what we needed from you go fuck yourself no but it's it's, it's we we took what we needed from you go away the curation fee I figured that's not. Yeah, we did, you know, our own our own segment. We had our own night yeah. for for dying alone together. But like to to get other artists and the out attitude there. change of the the like, oh, this thank you so much for helping, and this is so great, and we're so excited, and this and that and this and that. Second, it's over. Fuck you. Goodbye. Hmm. And I was just I was so put off by that. And and the and the the, the sign that something was going to happen like this was after the first event, which was a shorts night, which went really well. It was their most attended event, which was shocking because I didn't think I, this was the one that I like pulled out of my ass where we read scenes from t- two of my movies. Went really well. The audience loved it. It was really great. She was there. I went up to her after and I was like, what do you think? She was like, it was very long. I was okay. like, Okay. And she was like, well, and nobody stayed at the bar. And that's where I make money. I make money oh. if people stay at the bar. I'm like, okay, you're welcome. Like, you know, and it was just like, I, I, I sensed the turn there. Yeah. And it just goes to show, like, again, like, I have to stop. I got disappointed because I had expectations. I had expectations yeah. that this was going to lead into like a, a a fruitful relationship between me and a theater because I did well by them and they were going to do good by me. But just because you do good by somebody does not mean that they give a shit about you or going to do good by you. No. It does. It is not uh, an exchange. So picking a fight for Dixon Place for you know me coming in to help and taking advantage of me and treating me like shit. So, but in the end, I had a great performance. Um, Everybody involved had a great time. I ended up getting paid. So it's not a loss, but the only loss is the spoiled expectations and just being treated shittily. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully you have been treated well by our uh, podcast today and you have enjoyed listening to us. Um, if you would like to listen to more of us, you have to, of course, subscribe to wherever you're listening to us. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Drop us a comment. Drop us a like. Hit the five-star button. It really helps us expand our reach. We continue to grow every week. It's really great to see all you new subscribers coming on. Um, you can do your part to help it grow even bigger, get bigger guests, all that sort of you know stuff that happens when a podcast takes off. If you drop a like, drop a 
comment. Um, you can also follow us on social media at, at Dying Alone Podcast, where you can submit your stories or topics you want us to talk about. We're happy to even have you know listeners on as guests. So drop in our DMs, let us know. We'll, we'll talk to you there. You can also find me at, at Jack Tracy Official and me at JJ Bozeman. Dying Alone Together is a production of Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more from Necessary Outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the Necessary Outlet YouTube page. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs>